0: Man, what is going on? It's your boy, y'all. It is your neighborhood prince of botch, baby. Your boy Dwayne is back with yet another episode of the Life's a Botch podcast, baby. And you already know, man. Like I already told y'all, first and foremost, I just want to say, y'all, we are on the road to 50 episodes. We are about five episodes away and once this episode posts to you guys there'll be about four episodes away from the big five oh so y'all already know your boy got some stuff really planned for y'all in that big five oh episode so y'all stay tuned i just want to thank y'all for being on this journey with me and just rocking with your boy in such a short amount of time so thank you the listeners out there for always being so faithful and helping this show just continue to grow baby it's all about you now y'all already know how we do uh you know we got guests that always come on to this show you know so i always want to have a great time with y'all uh if you haven't already make sure you check out my past four uh part series on the uh from black history month you know we did a nice dope Uh, series where I had a sit down with different people and we talked about influential black wrestlers in our life that, that, that really inspired us growing up. You know what I'm saying? And now with the guests that we have on today, what's so cool about this one is, ladies and gentlemen, it is March. We are in International Women's History Month, baby, so you already know this guest is actually helping me start this month off right, ladies and gentlemen, so without further ado, allow me to introduce such a special guest, Uh, I'm excited to be interviewing someone I know I definitely grew up loving and definitely love seeing on a weekly basis on my television screen. I know you guys and girls out there did as well, so without further ado, allow me to introduce a woman who is, you would say, uh, I mean, let's say, I mean, how how can we do this? Let's see. Uh, First and foremost, she is your residence. you may know her from a certain contest known as the Diva Search, you know what I'm saying? Uh, It was a very, very dope, dope contest where ladies got to come out and, you know, show what they were made of, why they wanted to be a WWE Diva. And they went through so many different challenges, obstacles, and all kinds of up and downs, you know, just things that were entertaining in the world. But she is also more than just your WWE Diva, ladies and gentlemen, because we saw this woman and grow right before us and become a playboy cover girl. We saw her become a natural when she made her way all the way to the top of the mountain and became your residential WWE women's champion. Not the Divas too, ladies and gentlemen. That's the cool thing about it. That was before the Divas era. So she's actually one of the few who actually won the last true women's championship before the Divas championship era began. So there's that. And of course, I can't forget this accomplishment, ladies and gentlemen, because she is actually your residential 24-7 champion as well. So she's actually even held the 24-7 championship And, uh, oh yeah, there's a uh, nice little website builder you guys might know if you didn't already know. You've seen her in his Super Bowl halftime commercials. You've seen her all over for a uh, nice company by the name of GoDaddy. That's right, you heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, the one, the only, the sensational Candice Michelle. What's going on?
1: Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, can I carry you around with me? <laughs> oh, of
0: course. Listen, anytime. Listen, this is what I do. Okay, this is kind of my thing. I love to give the guests that come onto this show a, a real good, energetic platform. You know what I mean? So that when they come in here, they know, like, wow, oh man, you just took all my accomplishments and made them sound like super energetic. So, hey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, you did very good
0: job. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And again, this stuff just comes off the fly. So it's nothing that I just read, you know what I mean? It just like comes off the fly. But welcome to the show, Miss Candace Michelle. It is such an honor to meet you, you know, uh, from a personal fan, uh growing up, you know what I mean, and then also just as a person now looking back at your accomplishments and the things you have done throughout the WWE it is such an honor to sit with you and talk to you. So first things first, let's let's just catch up on Miss Candice Michelle. Let's uh let's see how you're doing. I mean, how's life been going for you? How's motherhood, familyhood, you know, um you know, what what's what's Candice Michelle been up to these days?
1: Wow, um a lot- You know, everybody is obviously going through this new age of this pandemic and figuring things out. So I think everybody's had to become very creative. And like you said, I have three little girls and Mm -hmm. I'm homeschooling them. So that's a full-time job in itself. I also uh, launched a show called The Good Champs. My husband and I do this live every Friday where we just give nuggets of gold and take people on this journey to become their best selves Mm -hmm. and i have a coaching program that i run and operate and i do one-on-one coaching uh for Mm -hmm. your mentality how to be your best self how to achieve your dreams and Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a full play but it's been awesome
0: Oh man, it definitely sounds like a full plate. I mean, talk about still carrying the title of Superwoman on your hands. I mean, from <laughs> WWE diva and superstar, like, you know, and literally now carrying all of this on top of that post WWE life. That is amazing. Um, definitely, uh, I love the inspirational side of uh, what you mentioned about bringing out a person's true self. Like, That is so amazing because I actually went back and I got to see uh, your TED Talk uh, presentation. Mm -hmm. And I really, really enjoyed that so much uh, because of the fact that the way you were telling your story, which we'll definitely get into, but it was so cool to see how you were able to take the the common cliche that people like to say, you know, a casual fan or Mm -hmm. someone who may not even really be a legit fan like that, but they're outside looking in and here they are saying this, Oh, wrestling's the F word that, you know, Mm -hmm. life's watch knows I won't use, but still, you know, to say that and turn that around and show them your journey and, and give them your perspective of what it was like in and out. It is so cool to see you inspiring people. I saw that in your presentation and I could tell you really are bringing the best inspiration out of people. So that is amazing to see, like, What, what, um? how did that TED Talk come about? Like, what was it like presenting uh, that presentation the way you did?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for all that. First of all, thank you for taking the time to watch because Mm -hmm. it, it was such a journey for me. I discovered in a very random way what my next what I would say career is not after motherhood because I'm still a mother but Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be that full-time stay-at-home mom anymore you know I -hmm. knew there was more purpose of me doing what I love to do and it all started over a cup of coffee I love bulletproof coffee and after having three babies as Mm -hmm. you know most women put on a lot of weight and it's not easy to lose that weight you know you think oh the baby's out I should be back to normal, and it wasn't easy for me. It was like pound by pound by pound, and it was really difficult, and I discovered Bulletproof Coffee. And I should be a spokesmodel for them, but I am not. This is just truly my story. I remember going to their conference. It was a Bulletproof conference, which was a three-day weekend, and they would talk about all health things. You know, uh, Dave Asprey does all life hacks. Like for life, for sleeping. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. Like, just, you know, feed my healthy side of my body. Mm-hmm. And I go to this conference, and this football player gets up on the stage an old football player, one played in the Super Bowl. His name's Bo Eveson. Mm-hmm. And he gives this massive performance. And, you know, when you're just connected to somebody, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's got, but I know I want it. And then they did these breakoff sessions and I went to his breakoff session and I just knew I needed to take his seminar and his right. seminar I took. And then I trained with him for a whole year and I never even knew he was training me to be a public speaker. Mm-hmm. I was like, all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, wait, I'm taking a class for public speaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> how am I afraid of this money? How do you the class? about. yeah, And it was just a journey of following what I love. You know, people are always like, what, what are you passionate about? And I love the word passion, but it's so overused that people yeah. think they don't have it, or they can't achieve what their goals are that they're passionate about. But it's really yeah. about following that energy, right? right? So I just followed my energy. And as I trained for this, I, I created my story, and I worked on it. And one of the guys in there was putting on a TED show uh, event. And he asked me if I would be a speaker. He saw me performing. He saw me working my craft you know, for over a year. And so I got that invite. And then it took me an- another year to prepare that talk. Like, that was a year of work, like writing, rewriting what is my statement? What stories do I want to tell? I had so much to tell. i had just been on the road for five years. And then I was a mom for five years. And I was like, <laughs> I got so much I want to share with the world. Yeah. But I have 12 minutes. <laughs> How do you condense <laughs> all that in 12 minutes? And so that's where the TED Talk was born from. And so wow. I'm happy you enjoyed it because it was, it was a piece of art for me.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Again, um, phenomenal job how you were able to structure that. And I I can relate because in my time in college, you know, being in public speaking myself, you know, mass communication major, I I can totally relate to that. Now, again, this seems to be a natural thing for your boy. So I don't know how I was able to just naturally be like, okay, I have 10 minutes to do a speech on Something you know, and just present this for the class. A classmates freaking out, like I don't know how to do this. How do I time it? It's like, oh, just get you a time watch. You know, get it to a little stopwatch, and just you know, write your speech out, and just look at the clock and see what you get. You know, so I don't know. It's 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 crazy, but hey, enter podcasting, right? So this is this, right. it, it becomes a natural thing. But yes, you did so phenomenal with that, and um. So let's 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 kind of talk into Candice Michelle on the come up, you know, uh, because I, I love how you set everything up and let's go ahead and do like what you did in Ted Talk where you started off. And let's talk about the journey of what brought Candace Michelle, the lovable lady that, you know, had the Go Daddy dance and literally brought the wand for the girls that they adapted and love. Like, let's talk about before all of that came about, what made Candace Michelle say I am going to enter into the world of professional wrestling.
1: Well, actually, it came in a very roundabout way. I -hmm. grew up on professional wrestling. I watched it every Monday night. I Mm -hmm. would climb on the couch with my stepdad, Ken. You know, you heard this in the TED Talk. I mean, that was my reality. I had a Hulk Hogan doll instead of a Barbie doll. And I remember my first show at maybe about eight years old. Mm -hmm. Like, it was my life. But I never knew you could do that I didn't know there was a wrestling school or that could be a career like for me it was like these were real life superheroes like you can't become those people (laughs) and then I moved to Hollywood to make my dreams come true you know and I was hustling and bustling for a couple years and my agent calls me he's like and he totally downplayed it he was like so I got this like weird audition, you know, it wasn't like a magazine cover and he's mm. like, you know, it's, it's the WWE and they're going to hold this it's like a diva search contest, but the mm. winner is going to get a hundred thousand dollars in a one-year contract. Like he was excited <laughs> about that because he's going to get 10%, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: I was like, he's like, are you interested in even doing this? And I was like, heck yeah, I yeah, am. Because <laughs> I grew up on that and I remember that moment so much because I was like, wait, will this come full circle? Like Mm -hmm. that was kind of a dream, but I didn't know it could be a dream. I maybe didn't even know what the dream was. And now all of a sudden when you just follow that energy, it's like that opportunity presents itself. And then I had that opportunity to audition and go on with WWE
0: wow like and and let me ask you about that you know behind the scenes because you know when you're i remember being you know like an early to mid teenager at the time when the diva search was a thing and started out and it kind of reminded me like you know like tough enough was you know only for the ladies this time you know something for the ladies to shine so i was like all right cool you know like this is cool i always loved when the wwe did these different Type of events to put people on and you know platform them, give them an opportunity Mm -hmm. to live out their dreams. So I was always curious about that, you know, like um how did that really feel? You know, because a lot of times a fan may just see what's on the camera, like you see, you know, the audition, they take you a little bit through it, you know. Uh, but of course, you know, it's edits, and so you know, with little TV time, you don't really see everything what that's like what was that process really like for you behind the curtain you know like how did that feel again you said your your agent kind of played it off like oh well yeah but you get a hundred thousand you know like you know you get this money and you know you get a year contract so you know of course that's the exciting part but for you it was like you know this is like a dream to live so Mm -hmm. how did that really feel going through that process in real time
1: Well, most of it felt really great, because I just knew I was meant for this job. Mm -hmm. And I remember the time when I got cut, I think I made it in the top 10, maybe seven, eight, something around there. And when I got cut, you know, I got cut every day of my life, I was in Hollywood auditioning. So you build up a callus to that, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's normal for you, you know? Like yeah. if you get, you know, 1% or 10% of the jobs that you audition for, you're considered to be in the top percentage out mm-hmm. here in Hollywood. Yeah. So when I got cut from this one, that's what really stopped because I was like, I'm meant for this, you mm-hmm. know? It wasn't like, oh, maybe they wanted somebody blonde or, somebody you know more this or more that you know or maybe I uh, bombed the audition like it, it wasn't anything like that and so this one done. when I left it, it hurt I, I was wow. confused and went home thinking wow how did I not get that yeah. and it was about a month later I believe when the contest ended you know they had to finish out the contest and airing yeah. that and uh-huh. that's when I got that call and now they're offering me a three year deal and I was just wow. like, wow, like that was okay. a one-year deal. Yeah, there was $100,000 attached to it, but I'm never attached to like a big win. I'm always attached to, all right, let's start training.
0: Let's yeah. start that
1: journey. You know, for yeah. me, it's about that journey, about putting in the work. Come put on, put in the work, then you get the title, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so that for me was just awesome to be called back and acknowledge that this is really what I wanted to do
0: yes yes and i mean it shows because i always love that i mean uh even with shows like i mentioned with the tough enoughs the diva search you saw like even though there only had to be one winner you knew and of course they knew from seeing a lot of you girls out there doing your thing like you know you guys certain ones have it factors because it's when you look back it was funny when i look back sometimes at some of the older diva search winners and contestants and i'm like Man, she came from the diva search. She came from the diva search. And, <laughs> and like, you know, you're like, whoa, you know, like, I mean, um, I believe Michelle McCool was a part of the diva mm-hmm. search, you know, um, I know Layla was a part of the Dealer search, you mm-hmm. know, like, and, and so many different women who went on, like yourself, to succeed Go through the you know go through the you know the 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 days of the road and being in the ring and being memorable figures. It's just amazing to see. Uh, again, it's just a lot like what's crazy about these different contests. Like you think like okay, it's just a contest, it's for show, and then nah, oh, you like the work is put in behind the scenes, and now look, I just yeah. started out here and look at me now, you know. So that is so amazing to see your blossom. You know um, what I love about yourself and your career is it very much to me resembles and and really a lot of you ladies who came from the divas era right the diva Mm -hmm. you know as they call it the days of the divas era like I really appreciate most uh looking back at you guys's era I really appreciate the fact that there was a lot of transition going going on Mm -hmm. at that time right because the attitude era as you know uh it blended in with the sex appeal but you had the women wrestling you had your ivories your Jacklins, molly hollies and so many mores that were you know of course your trish and leaders that were you know showing hey you know we look good yes but we can also get in here and mix it up and mm-hmm. with the divas era uh what i really liked is it was kind of like you guys were like you know a lot of people look at trish stratus as that as that 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 point that set of okay going from being a model to really working and putting in the grind to be like a top person. And you guys really followed a lot more after that and and took that a step further even more and really evolved. And so for you, like to see you get, the call you know with everything you went through uh all the different phases you know the the gimmick matches of like you mentioned like a, a pudding match or a mm-hmm. pillow fight type of match you know like um lingerie matches or you know um paddle on the pole match you know just different different <laughs> thing, you know like all these different matches which you know to a to a preteen you know back then you know it's like well, okay, you know, this is cool to see because I'm a teenage kid, I'm a a teenage boy. So like, all right, this is cool, you know, like in a way. But again, as I got older and I started looking beyond that with the women's wrestlers and I look back at what you guys went through, you guys paved such a way for what the women show today that, you know, I feel like you guys don't get enough credit from fans sometimes because they almost look at that as like, Oh, those were the women who couldn't wrestle. They just Mm -hmm. looked good. They were this and that. But then you're like, nah, dude, like if you really look at the work they were putting in, man, they did their best to show, hey, I know we look good and we got this appeal, but look, we can go when we want to go. You know, like Mm -hmm. just give us an opportunity. And you got that opportunity because, again, what I love about your career so far, I looked back and I saw you. You've been in the ring with a lot of the greats. You know, you got to wrestle Mm -hmm. Beth Phoenix, and you had a nice rivalry with her. You, you know, you had you you went over Lita in a in a one on one singles match, which really catapulted and showed like you were on your way up. Uh, you you beat Molina for the championship, which we'll get into. You know, and and and, and like I look at the fact she got to wrestle Trish and Victoria and so many different awesome, amazing ladies who have gotten their credit due, and I look at you and I say, okay, her credit is on to come up because I feel like you're like the dark horse throughout all of women's wrestling right now you know the woman who really again like a Trish you came through and you worked your way up you fought through the dirt sheets and you became the champion like talk us to that moment of what that felt like working so hard to finally get that opportunity and to go over and become the women's champion.
1: Yeah, for me, it's all about, like I said, the training, you know, it's it's what I do now. And it's what I was good at then. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go to these house shows two hours early, while the refs were setting up the ring, and I would get in the ring and the refs would start to teach me, you know, it was a gift to be put on TV right away. But the downside of that is I never got to go to a wrestling school. I never got to learn how to bump or how to take a move or how to give a move, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm here and I want to do this. How am I going to learn, but I'm already on TV. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would go two hours early every time. And those refs were amazing. They would set up the ring. They'd get in there, you know, they're wrestlers too. And they would help me out and they would teach me and start wrestling with me. And Then I come home. I paid three dollars a day for the crappiest ring here there was another um uh promotion out here that i would go and uh joey ryan and uh, and another guy they would come out and they would just train with me i mean they were so awesome to get in that ring and i had to put in the work and so when you put in the work over and over and over you're gonna finally get that opportunity and You know, to some people, they just think, oh, she was just given this title. But it was years of me doing that. You know, it wasn't yeah. I just didn't walk in and then get it. And mm. we all know Vince McMahon will never just give it to somebody. You know, oh, that God. titles have so much meaning. He sees yeah. the work. He sees the effort. And yeah. I'll remember that night. And I just promised myself, you know, mm. you work so hard for something. Yes. And When you get it, it's going to last for a moment. A moment. Mm. By the next night, it's gone, because now everybody in the locker room is chasing me. Now I gotta work twice as hard, you know?
0: Yes, yes. And
1: I just promised myself, I said, don't plan how I'm gonna feel, you know? Don't plan, like, I'll go to this turnbuckle, or I'll hold the title properly, and I don't Mm -hmm. even know how to hold the title, or what is my pose with the title, because I've never had the title, you know? Like, I was like, "Just, just be in that moment. And there's this pose all over the internet of me standing on the turnbuckle, uh, crying. And, and it's it's awesome because I'm wearing the grossest, black, dingiest bra, and my shirt's ripped off. And I yeah. promise if I meant to do that, I would have wore a cute lace bra. But, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know,
1: this one is like, I just look like a hot mess, <laughs> but it was that moment. And I, I just appreciated it. I, I remember specifically making eye contact with some of those fans you know like hey you got me you got me you got me you hate me you hate me you hate you you love me okay let's go on this journey right because you can love me or hate me but we're going on the journey you know and after that was really cool one of my favorite moments of wrestling was i go back to the locker room Mm-hmm. And I'm changing or I'm about to shower and, mm. and also there's a knock on a locker room door and the other girls are like, hey Candace, Vince is at the door. And I'm like, fudge, what did I do? You know, like <laughs> Vince never leaves Gorilla, you know, he's always in there. He runs the whole show. Yeah. And so I, I put on a towel real quick and I run out. I'm like, hey, and he's like, nice job, champ. And that yeah. was it. And I just knew in that moment he saw the work I was putting in. You know, it was that little validation yeah. like now the real work's going to start. <laughs> um, um, it such a beautiful moment.
0: Yes, it really was. And again, um, one of my favorite women's championship ranks for sure because uh, you 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 did everything you could to make that work as much as possible. And like I said, you worked with some of the greatest um, women's wrestling talent, um, which I really found that so amazing when I look back at your run with the title, when I look back at, you know, how you got that, that, that rocket strap, as they say in business, you know, they took you and catapulted it. And I, I just really applaud you, especially even now with knowing that you were one of the ones who didn't even really get to go to a wrestling school uh, to, to just be catapulted from a, a model diva search to working your way while being on TV, while doing gimmick matches, and to get the championship and literally run with it as best as you can, becoming a fan favorite. Like, I applaud you so much for that. Um, And, and it's, it takes a lot, you know, to be able to do that. So again, I personally appreciate you. I appreciate the era of the divas again, you know, for me being a teenage boy, of course, at that time, you know, you're looking at looks most of the time, right? But then when you yeah. look back again, as you mature as you get older and you look back, you're like, man, these women really tore the house down as much as they could. Uh, so I would like to ask you actually, uh, as as a woman uh, who is a former women's champion, you know, and the evolution of women's wrestling, from being in the era where there were a lot of heavy gimmicked matches and still making those work as best as you could to entertain the fans. Uh, How do you personally feel about the evolution of women's wrestling from having an all womens royal rumble having uh you know literally main eventing a hell in a cell match and literally just all the different things that the women continually do to this day how does that make you feel knowing that you're part of history and building what led up to these type of events
1: honestly it makes me so proud i mean we worked so hard we loved being known as the pretty ladies. You know, nobody, everybody, every woman, most women, you know, you desire to be pretty, you know? Um, However, we had so much talent to offer. And like you said, we were trying to squeeze that in as much as we could, as best as we could and pave the way, get more time. I mean, sometimes I had a match that was three minutes long and we had two entrances that were two minutes. (laughs) How do you tell a story in one minute? You know, you've got to get really creative and you've got to really hone in on that craft. But to see where all of that has led to, it's incredible. I mean, you see them, these women are still stunning, some of the most beautiful women in the world and the most incredible athletes. So now that they get that time and they can tell that story and show their gifts both uh physical and, you know, outer outside appearance. It, it's okay. an incredible time for women in wrestling, and so I, I'm just so proud of them. They're they're hustling and bustling and making a difference, not right. just in wrestling but on the planet. Right? Oh, like yes. wrestling yes. is really about you put yourself in somebody's shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, you see somebody that's getting the crap beat out of them, that they're in the heat. And then all of a sudden they have this massive comeback. But yes. we're all like that in our own lives. You know, we get we get hit like the pandemic, right? And how many right. people are down, lost their jobs, lost friends, lost marriages. You know, you get in that heat. But yeah. when you see that if somebody in the ring can get out of that, you're kind of like, Maybe I can get out of this too and have a comeback, you know, like, <laughs> yes,
0: all, right, yeah. all right, this
1: guy just did that. And yeah. so it's really these women are are part of a legacy and really reaching out to wrestling's in like 800 million homes just from WWE. So yeah. the people that it can touch, especially right now, when yeah. suicide's at an all-time high, you know, when people are super depressed or don't know how to fight through these times, you know, this gives them life. It gives them opportunity. It gives them that remembrance that they can have a comeback if they keep pushing through. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I totally agree because, again, it's just um, and this is why I personally want to give, you know, again, you being one of the first women from the divas era that I've had the pleasure of, like, uh, getting to know. Uh, I definitely want to personally give you and you ladies from your era your flowers, you know what I mean? Because it, it again, signifies that a lot of the women wouldn't probably be where they are today Mm -hmm. had you guys, you know, because, again, when they talk about how the women's revolution started, right, it was, you know, fans getting sick and tired of, like you said, having one minute to try to tell a story or two minutes, you know. Now, personally, what I really think goes under the radar with you with you ladies in your era was you guys were actually incorporated in a lot of storylines at that time, right? You know, like uh, I think, for example, like uh, when you and John Cena main evented, in a tag match and, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's a champions match where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a handicap match and, oh, it's telling the story of, oh, all odds are against John Cena, you know, Mm because his tag team partner is the women's champion and she's in here with all of these men, you know, looking terrified, but you got in there anyway, doing as best as you could, you know, like, uh, and, and to tell stories like that you, you ladies were incorporated in a lot of different storylines is, you know, at that time uh, which again, now the ladies of today definitely have developed their own storylines, and you know they're 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 getting better with it. But again, it was so, it felt so different with you ladies back then, you know, because like they literally created you guys in different types of stories. So I like to give you guys your flowers for again working with everything that you could and making the best situation out of it to make entertainment television. You know what I mean? Like literally. People remember you guys for everything, you know what I mean. I mean, personally, you know, when I let people know, yeah, I got Candace Michelle coming on to the show today, you know, like my I had so many different guys, man, I loved her, you know, man, she Aww. was like, man, you know, I, you know, I, I wanted, I, I was convinced I was going to marry her someday, you know, just all this <laughs> kind of stuff, right? And, and you're like, hey, you know, I, I, I totally understand that. So, again, we, I personally want to give you your flowers on. You know, going through so many of the gimmicks, so many of whatever they stuck to the wall and said, Hey, you ladies are gonna be doing this tonight. And it's like, okay, you know, if, if we're doing this, cool. You know, we're gonna make it work, we're gonna make it entertaining for the fans, and doggone we're gonna look good doing it in the process, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that <laughs> to me is completely everything. So uh I would love to know now. Let's 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 talk about. Uh, legends, uh, you know, recently, of course, you know, and mm-hmm. I see, you know, you won the 24-7 championship uh, for a brief moment. How did it feel adding a, uh, a title that, uh, well, especially because technically you took it from Kelly Kelly and she was actually <laughs> the first woman to win that championship and you became the second woman mm-hmm. to win that championship in an instance. So how did that feel, you know, holding up a different title, uh, in the modern era, you know, for the time that you held it, like, did that feel good knowing you were like 24-7 champions, you know, for like a moment?
1: Absolutely. I mean, anytime <laughs> you hold a title, it's a yeah. gift, right? Right. It's right. But it's also part of that journey I keep talking about. And for me, this is honestly, my favorite wrestling title, which would surprise a lot of people because it was a very short lived title reign, as you know. But the reality is the meaning it has to me. So for Mm -hmm. that last decade, nobody really knows the training I've been doing, right? You don't, it's like that iceberg picture, right? You know, you see this top, but you don't see all the work that's down here below. And so you saw my Ted talk, but that was like three years into my training. And then I created a program, 21 Day Champ, and I'm trying to promote it and I'm trying to start a whole new career over. And nobody sees that work, right? Yeah. But the universe sees it. Yeah. And so when I went to this show, I honestly thought it would be like how a lot of the legends sometimes are. You're gonna be in a pre-take with a bunch of other legends. Mm-hmm. You probably won't say nothing. So I really went into this like, I, I love the company. I Mm -hmm. love wrestling. Mm -hmm. I love the people there. And this is an opportunity to go back, have some me time, say hi to everybody. And I, and I wanted to really lighthearted. And when they told me I was going to win this title, I was just like, wow, that's that moment. Right. You work, 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 work. work." And then all of a sudden that opportunity just shows up and for it to be 24 seven is just what I teach in my coaching. Right. There's no arriving. There's no arriving anywhere in this life. You don't arrive until you leave this planet. You know, people are like, oh, when I'm the champion, I've made it. (laughs) That lasts for a day. The next day, guess what? You
0: (laughs) Might not be that champion
1: anymore. So what are you? Are you nothing all of a sudden because you don't hold the title? You Uh, know, so it's like, now what's next? And you're always trying to arrive somewhere mm -hmm. instead of just trying to enjoy that journey and let these opportunities remind you that this is the journey you're supposed to be on. Because sometimes we get those opportunities that say, ah, you better steer left. Oh, this ain't the right path <laughs> for you. And you're like, I don't want to go left. I've my whole life. And you're like, go left, otherwise you're gonna get hurt, you know? Come on,
0: yeah. come on.
1: And so you gotta recognize those things and just appreciate those little moments when you get recognized because it, it helps you go for the next couple of years you know like oh yeah all right let's get that
0: hustle back on you know oh yeah yeah agreed and and, and who who's to say you know what's the beauty like you said about this championship uh now i'm sure i'm sure one, a guest who i've also had on this show uh before he was actually one of my first major guests my boy who is illustrious for this very championship my boy art truth uh getting his baby back as he calls it you know uh I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Miss Candace Michelle pop back up at some point and, uh, you know, kind of get that, that, that moment again of having that championship uh, for a lot longer than the last time to be able to signify, you know, take it to the next TED Talk like you see, ladies and gentlemen. 24-7 grind and you mm-hmm. become a 24-7 champion and then who comes R-Truth out of nowhere to get his baby back I don't know something something just you know you just know, to if I find, can right?
1: have an opportunity to work with R-Truth I mean I, had, I worked with him when I was there for a while and he's just so incredible I have no idea how this man has the energy that he has like after yeah. all these years and you know and his age like I'm just like you are like a firecracker, like you just want to be around him and absorb his energy, yeah. And you can feel that like on his social media accounts, and you're like, This <laughs> guy's just so much fun, and then I see him with his kids. I'm like, his kids <laughs> gotta have like I think he's the best dad ever, you know. I'm
0: like he's just
1: <laughs> filled, he's truly filled with life. Like, yes. like, yeah. like, not many people have that gift that he has, and he comes out and and his rap and his songs and you're like you just want to like come, on, you
0: you come, come out up? with
1: him to his entrance like you yes. know what you feel is like on a different planet but he's yes. created that you know he's put in the work and time for that and he's on. a beautiful human like yes. if i get an opportunity to to do anything with him around that title that would That would be great.
0: Come on, Vince, book it. Come on now. You can't tell me that would not be awesome. Like, come on, Vince. I mean... If I have to help campaign this thing, please allow me. I will totally say, let's make this happen. You know, bring my two favorite people onto this platform and allow them to work an angle with this title. Uh, You know, he's got to get it back from Bad Bunny first, but when he does get it back, eventually some kind of weird way somehow, when he gets his baby back, Vince, let's book it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it
1: happen. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Uh,
0: (laughs) So, um, yes, but Miss Michelle, um, now... Given, uh, you know, I keep bringing you back to modern day with today's women because again, you've had chances to you know mingle and meet and see a lot of today's women. Now, I wonder, we 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 saw the all women's Royal Rumble not too ago earlier this year, and I've always thought to myself because we saw you know some surprise entries, you know, we saw Miss Victoria make her return, you know, which was so great to see. Um, we saw oh my gosh, there were so many different illustrious terms, I'm trying to remember them all right now, but like, it, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's just cool to see, you know, Kelly Kelly, of course, uh, always making her returns, you know, uh, we see so many different people who have had the opportunity to come, and I've always wondered, I'm like, you know, as a former women's champion, is there any possibility we see Candice Michelle? you know, especially with the grind, as you mentioned, you know, talking about that grind, talking about going at it one more time, you know. Any chance we see Candace Michelle not only surprise entrance her way into the Women's Royal Rumble, but dare I say, win the Royal Rumble, go on to WrestleMania, <laughs> and dare I say, challenge either the SmackDown or the raw women's champion to win the championship <laughs> right at the grandest stage of the mall WrestleMania one more time. Is it possible? Should we can we hold our breath or what? What what will we got?
1: Honestly, something like that is always possible. Like once wrestling's in your heart, it's in your heart. And this last Royal Rumble that happened, it it was funny because actually somehow they promoted me, but I was just not invited. And so all these podcasts wanted me on, like, why did I no-show WWE? Because Uh they promoted it. And the truth was, is I just didn't make the cut. And it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where you're like, you might not make the cut, but I always make the headline. Right? And so it's how do you take that? Because... All of us get cut somehow in this life, right? You know, maybe somebody doesn't like you, somebody bullies you, you lose a job, mm. you know, but you get to write your own story. And for me, what that means is I still got some work to put in, Come right? On. And yes. because when they see me and they see me flourishing, WWE's that company, they're like, hey, let's get her back here, you know. And so I've been behind the scenes. So I'm like, all right. Time to start stepping on my game a little, and, and you get that recognition when it's ready for you to be recognized. Yes. And I wasn't, it wasn't ready for me then, apparently. Yeah. But when you get called back for that, for me, mm-hmm. it, it's that mentality comes to the forefront so fast. You're like, <laughs> I'm winning the title. I haven't wrestled in a decade, but get me in that <laughs> ring and let's go. I'll worry let's about go. how I feel tomorrow. Uh, yes, and, yes. and even my girlfriend, you know, Tori was there, uh, Victoria was there yes. and loved it. They had a great time. They looked amazing. They knocked it out of the park. Yes. And the next day they're like, damn, I feel like a truck <laughs> hit me. Because <laughs> <laughs> we forget what it feels like. You yes. know, you're not, you're, our bodies aren't used to that. Yes. But if I have that opportunity, you know, I, I run with those opportunities yes. the best I can.
0: Yeah. And that would be awesome oh yes definitely i mean i know a lot of the marks out there for sure are gonna be like you know as soon as they hear let me show you what love is let me show you how to move your body i'm telling you listen and then listen i'm telling you the fans are gonna go crazy they're gonna know what's coming out here comes the one here comes the go daddy 12 run down to the rig and next thing you know Candace Michelle is in the Royal Rumble. And book it, ladies and gentlemen. When she gets there, I guarantee you, you are going to see your next Royal Rumble winner. Because again, we've seen where a veteran has yet to actually win that Royal Rumble. So you could make history and be the first woman to come forth as a veteran, you know? Yeah, you see, like you see. Like think it. about it. Listen, listen, it. listen, yeah. listen. This ain't that type of booking that you just come out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your boy thinks about these things, and I realized I was I was watching because again, there's only been a few Royal Rumbles in recent memory for the ladies right now, so you still have very much the opportunity to make history and be the first veteran, you know, because we saw with Bianca Belair, you know, the first African-American woman to win the Royal Rumble, you know, after really setting the record for tying with eliminations all time. So there's records that are still yet to be set in what's a long trail for the women in Royal Rumble. So I would love to see you be the first veteran to come out and literally win the Royal Rumble to where it'll be like, uh, you know, some, some of the fans may say, oh, part-time mania, here we go, this and that, but it's like, hey, hey, who's to say, you know, Brock Lesnar's won a Royal Rumble, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different people who, Batista won, came back and won a Royal Rumble, you know, so like, hey. Who's to say Candice Michelle can't be the first veteran to come back and win that Royal and win the women's championship, whether it be the Raw or the SmackDown title, whichever she's feeling. You know, so I have to say personally, Candice Michelle, again, you are truly such an inspiration. Um, you have been an inspiration to a lot of the young girls. I mean, again, to hear how you said People like Finley, uh, you know, rubbing it in your face at first, like, you know, one, there is no way that's going to get over. And then it gets over. And then he has to come back and quietly eat his words because his daughter actually wants an autograph, one from you, Miss Michelle. So that that's the type of stuff right there that signifies your individual greatness and what you have been able to do within the ring. And um. Like I said, uh, personally, I know injuries tried to derail, you know, uh, a career that I felt was catapulting you. Because, again, I I felt like the direction you were headed uh, was setting you up on a similar path of that of a Trish Stratus. You know, a woman who just worked her way up from the ground, get to the main event status and literally continually just being the face of the women's division, which you definitely were, especially at a time where you were in a nice transitional period with the women who were coming up, the Natalias, the Beth Phoenixes, the Alicia Foxes, and so many people, you know, the the bellas you know, all of these women who were coming up in the the time, you know, you were there to be that leader, you know, that locker room leader. So, you know, I know injuries definitely tried to derail that, but they did not stop you, Miss Michelle. They did not stop you. You managed to take it and you ran with it and you still managed to show people who Candace Michelle, the aura, the woman, the phenomenal sensation, who she is, and uh, why she is here. So before we let you go, I'm going to try to do, uh, I haven't done this for my listeners in a while. This is actually a fun segment that I love to do with my guests, and they actually enjoy this. Now, see you, ma'am, you have been both of these in your career. You started off, uh, I want to say you started off in the baby face tip, right? You know, but then, you know, you had a nice time where, uh, you know, you and Tori, you know, and Victoria, you know, y'all were kind of like, uh, Vince's hell's angels, I believe. And you guys were kind of like, you know, just on the devilish hillish like run. So, uh, <laughs> we've seen you be the, the heel, you know, and we've seen you be the Illustrious babyface that people get behind and cheer and love to, you know, root for. So, I introduced to you a segment that is near dear to my heart by the name of Babyface or Heal. And what we do in this segment is I just kind of randomize and I throw out a little topic or scenario here and there. And in the process of doing that, basically all you do is you just choose on if you're going to go babyface on this idea or the scenario. Or if you're gonna okay. go heel on this scenario. So for example, uh, <laughs> for example, the old common saying, right? Uh boys rule, girls drool, or reverse that, you know, you probably okay. go heel on that, right? Okay. You'd be like, it's it's a girls' world. We run the okay. world, right? Okay. So that's obviously heel for you. So that's just okay. a nice little scenario to kind of start it off. So okay.
1: uh <clears throat> and then uh uh Dwayne, I have Oh, about
0: five minutes so just perfect like, no. okay. perfect we'll let you go okay. we'll wrap that up uh right. so real quick you are a residential native of milwaukee wisconsin so we know that you are a cheese-headed heart so are you going babyface or heel when uh people say that uh mr rogers doesn't have it anymore after uh coming up so short against tom brady in the playoffs this past year are you going baby face or heel on the idea of uh, aaron Rodgers calling it a career
1: i'm heel on those people because he if he wants it still, he's got it of course you know like <laughs> he, he's a champ he's a fighter um you know he's going through his journey you know you gotta go through that heat to you know get the crowd behind you and so he's fighting for it still
0: Yes, yes, I totally (laughs) agree. I totally agree. Now, uh, we have a producer on this very show who happens to be a residential Celtics fan. And uh, a lot of times, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks as of late have really just been on flyer, blazing it year after year. And, uh, you know, a lot of people picture them being in the finals to go against the uh boston celtics as people like to say and uh even getting to an nba final so tell me something uh now he's gonna laugh that i'm putting him under the bus here but he doesn't seem to think you guys have it because i mean for some reason you guys can't get out of the first or second round here so i need to know uh baby face or heel on uh boston fans who might uh you know think you can't uh get over the hump and get to the next level to win that championship.
1: I'm actually gonna go babyface here, surprisingly. I'm gonna side with him because yep. at heart I'm a Lakers girl. Um, you know my my I played basketball up to college and basketball is dear to me. And even though I'm from Wisconsin, I just never could get behind the box either. So uh, being in LA for 22 years, I'm a Lakers fan and, I don't know that they're going to get the box.
0: are going to come out on top. <laughs> I love that. that. That was totally out of left field right there. Now that I know I didn't expect that. The listeners didn't expect that, but you know, trust me, I understand. I get that. So uh let me see if I got one more for you. Okay. Um, so baby face or heel on the idea of, let's see off the fly. Which one's a good one. Uh, Oh, um, smarts who, uh, you know, go through, you know, you know, we're in the internet phase. So what do you say baby face or heel on those smarts who, uh, critique different divas of today, uh, you know, who, uh, who put in the work. Right. And, 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 you know, they may not see that, but they're quick to just hashtag or say, Oh, you know she's not going to be, you know, a main event type, you know, why are they, she's just staying catering, you know, what what, what do you say? Uh, baby face a heel to some of the internet smarts mm-hmm. out there.
1: You know, this one, I'd actually say both, but, mm-hmm. and let me explain what I mean, because those people made me who I am. You know, mm-hmm. like when people said so much, oh, she botched a move or she can't wrestle or, uh, one day I'm too fat, one day I'm too skinny, one day my hair's not right. One, <laughs> one person one time said, look at her eyebrows. I'm like, my eyebrows, really? <laughs> um, but that pushed me, right? It made mm. me great. It's like, you think I can't do it? Let me show you I can do it. Yes. The part of uh, being a heel or not is it's sad for those people. Yeah. Like, I think if I'm that person sitting home and all I got to do with my life is shit on other people, they're living a sad life. And there's so many of them out there. They just wish for one second they could step in that ring. They just wish for one second that they could feel good about themselves, that they could love themselves a little bit. So they shit and shit and shit on other people. And it's a sad life to live. And I hope those people out there know that they're better than that, Like you know? Come on. Um, and so so I took it and I made it good for me, but I hope that they can take this and make themselves better for them.
0: You know what? And that's what I'm talking about. Spoken like a true champion right there, giving them the best of both sides right there. You know, normally I call that the tweener post right there. That's the tweener answer right there, but it works, it works. That's a good way to end that. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, Thank you so much, Candice Michelle, for joining us right here on the Life's a Botch podcast, where, ladies and gentlemen, again, you just heard it from the queen herself. It's not about how much you botch in life. It's about the fact that you take your botches, make them laughable, make the best out of it, because, again, baby, we all botch. Life's a botch. That's why this show was created, to let y'all know that it's not how you do it, it's what you make out of it and how you keep going forward. it. So, uh, Miss Candice Michelle, real quickly, tell the people out there who don't probably already follow you uh where can they follow and find you so they can reach out and just show how much they love you
1: i i'd appreciate that i'm at mrs candace michelle on instagram you can go to my website candace there's a link to our show the good champs on youtube on twitter still i'm on facebook candace michelle pretty easy to find with my name so just just You know what tap on in especially those people out there you know what i love what you said about your show i want to end on that real quick you know life's a botch and why you named it that Mm -hmm. because one of the things i teach my children every day Mm -hmm. is hey did you fail today because if you're not failing if you're not watching you're not Mm -hmm. growing you're never Mm going to get good at anything you know Mm -hmm. i got so good at everything because i failed so much You know, the dirt sheets had so much to write about me, so much shit to talk about me, but because I was so good at failing, I became so good, you know, and so keep botching it, right? Keep failing, keep failing until you get it, because that's how you learn. If you don't fail, you don't botch, you don't learn, you don't grow, and so I applaud you, brother. Thank you for having me on your show. It's been an honor, and God bless you, and keep blessing up.
0: God bless you, ma'am. And again, I love the way you ended that. You know, that's that's a clip for the show to remind a lot of people out there. Hey, you heard it from the champ herself, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly why this show is in existence. But again, thank you mm-hmm. so much. Uh, you are family to us here on the Life's so Boss Podcast. You are welcome back. Absolutely, you. anytime, anytime you want to promote what you got going on, all that good stuff, or just want to come chop it up with your boy. Because again, you <laughs> see, we have fun on this show. You are more than welcome, and we love you so much. So, ladies I love and gentlemen, you
1: too, honey. oh, thank, thank you, thank so you. Much. And, okay. ladies and
0: gentlemen, y'all know how we do. This is the Life Subosh Podcast. It's your boy, Dwayne. Follow me at Dwayne Dickie Jr. on Instagram, or follow the Life Subosh Podcast on Instagram. And until the next time, Well, I like to give my signature to Sweet Peace, baby. Yeah.